Hey, Nikki. Hey, Selena. And hello, everyone. Welcome to Sweet Tea and TV. Hey, y'all. Well, you know, it occurred to me that I have told you a little bit about my trip to New Orleans mm, recently. Yeah. But we haven't really had the chance to dig in. I've been strategically not asking too many questions. I wanted to give you space to case. naturally bring it up if you were so inclined. I'm very inclined. And especially like, it, it honestly, it meant a lot to me. Um, oh, by the way, guys, I went to New Orleans. <laughs> for her birthday. Yeah, for my birthday. So Casey surprised me. I wonder, like, uh, well, I don't know if I ever said this here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We went on that cruise. What I don't know if I said is like, I got that for his birthday. Oh, like the trip on the cruise. I know was you told me present. that. I don't remember. Yeah, you I can't that remember here. I said that here. Anyways, I feel like maybe I accidentally upped the ante, even though his was like a big milestone birthday. Mm-hmm. Mine is just like a fall flat kind of birthday. It's like 24. I mean, yeah. I mean, what are you going to do? Deal. It's, yeah, it's yeah. fine. 25 next year. I can finally rent that Be car. 25. <laughs> <laughs> I can finally say I did it. Um, but I'm 38. I'm going to claim that because it's like whatever. Um, can't but, change it. So you might as well own it. Might as well. I'm always in the camp of go 70 because maybe somebody will be like, 70? so good for 70. Of course, the one time that they're like, yeah, I see that. Oh. <laughs> I feel like, oh, thank you. <laughs> um, so I, I I think I accidentally upped the ante or maybe he was just feeling generous. I don't know. But he surprised me with a trip to New Orleans. And so we went for... Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, <laughs> four nights and three full days, mm-hmm. which is pretty good mm-hmm. um, for like a quick getaway. Um, Especially because you dro- you flew down there. We flew. So you got down quicker than if you had driven. That's right. You know, I think there's maybe some argument to that once you factor yeah, in the airport. But, true. But I prefer it because no one has to be exhausted in driving That's back. True. Which I think is really the biggest problem. Also, I hate being trapped in a car for multiple hours. So... Not really my idea of like, happy birthday. Now sit here for seven hours. (laughs) Okay. Eight if there's traffic. I know. Especially somebody like me, because like I need to be moving all the time. So we went just a couple of weeks, not even a couple of weeks ago. um, We went last week and it was just fantastic. And I really wanted to share it with you, Nikki, because I mean, I, I think, most of my knowledge about New Orleans really comes either from things that you've told me from beignets. when you went. Beignets. <laughs> I never knew about them before. Um, but it either came from when you went and had told me things about it or segments that we've done right here on the podcast where I learn more. And so I just, I think I shared this with you before we started today, but like I, I kind of can't stop thinking about it. Um, I just, I, I was expecting to like it. I don't know that I was expecting to love it. I try to keep my expectations... You know, because they get too high and then you can never meet them. Right. But I, I I, have a couple of different things that I thought I would share with you that were my favorites. And it's like food. Mm-hmm. I think it's obvious. Shopping. Sure. Mm-hmm. And then like a combination of history, culture, architecture. Okay. So I thought I would share a couple of specifics from each one. <sighs> the food. Mm-hmm. I will tell you that the very biggest surprise for me is that okay if you were to send me anywhere else like New York City for instance I'm not going to eat in the most popular areas of New York City Mm -hmm. I'm going to be afraid to you Mm -hmm. know and like Times Square Ah, you know I mean I'm not going to go there and be like this Olive Garden is going to be amazing but if so going on Bourbon Street and having some of my best meals Mm -hmm. 
it flattened me. Mm-hmm. I couldn't believe it. Because as we were going, I was like, is this a mistake? Is this a mistake? Uh-oh. But it was amazing. Yeah. In fact, even the worst meal we had was still fine. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that this is, they suffered from something, obviously I'm not going to share any specific places, rude, but they suffered from something that I want to call the Instagram problem. Mm. We were too worried about making it pretty. The optics, yeah. And then we forget about execution. Oh, that sucks. But like, because all the menu items sounded good, mm. they just didn't taste as good as they sounded. So what does the name of the restaurant rhyme with? That's a really good question. <laughs> I won't tell you. Fine. But maybe I'll tell you off mic. Okay, fine. <laughs> okay. I, of course, went to Cafe Du Monde. Mm-hmm. So I obviously, like, I highly recommend it. Like, how can you not? The beignets are delicious. Um, Cafe Olay. I will say that you have talked about Cafe Olay for years. And here, I don't know I get it. Okay. There. It's good, right? I get it. There is something different. It's the chicory root coffee mixed with the steamed milk all intermingling for deliciousness. I can't help but wonder, too, if, like, maybe there is something about, like, the energy there and, like, you're excited and you're on a trip and maybe that's in the mix. Yeah. But I also am like, maybe other places aren't doing it right. I, I genuinely think it has something to do with the fact that it's the French roast coffee mm-hmm. um, and something about the blend. At Cafe Du Monde, they have their own coffee blend. And so some of that helps. Um, but it's it's a different flavor altogether. The only thing I will say for people is like, get your mind right. Because it's really busy. If you think you're going to have that cafe scene. Du Monde. Yeah, yeah. If you think you're going to have that scene from like a Parisian cafe and it's just you oh, no. and your thoughts and your artistry, well, you've lost your mind. It is. It's a tourist. I don't want to use the word trap. Two of them now. Did you know? Oh, I didn't know that. They opened a second location. Oh, good. I, I didn't Did you go, go to the to first it. one? Okay. I only went to the original. Good. Yeah. Good. I feel like. That's the one to go to. I think that's right. It's not a tourist trap, but it is definitely a tourist destination. Mm -hmm. And the volume of foot traffic underscores that. It also looks like what I imagine uh, Paul Escobar's living room look like. Just covered in white powdered sugar. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) You can like see it from like a block away. (laughs) You're like, whoa. Um, So, but I kind of love that too. I think there's something that's like. Like licking it up off the sidewalk. It's like fun. (laughs) Well, that too. Well, just like one would do it, Paul Escobar's living room. Um, But yeah, like there's just something about it that like, it makes it feel unique and fun. I mean, hey, if there's powdered sugar everywhere, you're having a good time. I don't know. That's just. I wonder how often they pressure wash that place. Well, I saw him pressure washing it while I was there. Oh, uh-uh, for real? So, yeah. Oh, good. And then I, so I, I imagine that they, I mean, clearly they do it every night, but I think they find a way to do it real quickly, like in between, between. seatings or something maybe, which is kind of funny. It's like, just get that blood off the sidewalk. <laughs> get him seated. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it was, it was a good experience. Oh, also we had a frozen cafe away there. Oh, how was it good? Oh, milkshakey. Yeah, kind of, kind of. It was, it was so good. Uh, A couple other recommendations that I wanted to share for anyone who might find themselves there is Felix's. That was one of the places on Bourbon Street. Okay. They're known for their char grilled oysters. Oh my goodness. And I want to be clear. At one point in time, I was a big oyster person. That changed for me at some point. 
I don't think I've ever had them char grill before. Mm-hmm. That's a whole other level. They also put it with like a piece of probably French bread. I couldn't tell because it was covered in so much butter. Mm-hmm. And it looks like they char grilled it too. I mean, I didn't need to chew. It just melted. It just mouth. melted. I'm trying to look it up real quick while you're talking. Absolutely amazing. So, I want to see what it looks like. This doesn't seem familiar to me. Yeah, I mean, it's it's right there on Bourbon Street. So uh, my friend got some recommendations from someone she works with who spent okay. like a lot of time there too. Uh-huh. And so, um, and he said, I think there was a note in his notes that he sent to her or text that said, in the 70s. And I was like, oh, this guy knows what he's talking about. Oh, dang. And this was his place that he suggested specifically for oysters. So you all keep that in mind if you're going. Oh, that may be why I've never come across it. I'm a huge oyster gal. It's if you think eggs are divisive, um, <laughs> Napoleon House, um, great Mufalada. Did you, have you been there before, Nikki? No, I've not been there. The name is familiar, though. So I think the history behind it is something like they built that restaurant specifically for Napoleon or something, but Napoleon never made it. All to say that it's a pretty old place, but they still call it that. And I was going to say, and they were really mad about the name. They're Dang it, Napoleon. We could have called it anybody's place. Uh, super cute little courtyard situation. All of the um, servers are dressed with like the little bow ties. So it kind of feels like you step back in time a little bit. Oh, that's cool. And they also have some sort of specialty chocolate cake that's like specific to New Orleans that was really delicious. And even stuff like if you're going there for New Orleans cuisine, I I randomly got like a chicken salad croissant. Delicious. Mm. So just just really, really great place. Great coffee. The chocolate Dauber's cake. That's it. Mm. It's a New Orleans classic multi-layer cake made in our Ralph Brennan bakery. Thank you. See, look at you. That Brennan name again. It sure is. They're uh, quite big there, I hear. Uh, Bayona. I would qualify this one as fine dining. Let's just say. Was Napoleon House not fine dining? Mm-mm. Okay. More of like, I mean, not, it was just, uh, hmm. Sorry to put you on spot. Like cafe feeling. Okay. Cafe lunch spot. I don't, I don't, I mean, they probably do dinner as well. I did kind of think it might have been fine dining until we got there. Until you got there. Yeah. Uh, But also just everything inside it is like super cute. Like I did like a quick tour around almost every restaurant just because I wanted to try and soak it all in. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times you just get to see the table where you're seated or whatever. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, the whole thing is just super cute. But um, so Bayona, again, this one I would qualify as fine dining. Let's just say that everyone had clean plates at the end. Oh, that's good. (laughs) So... My friend said it was bar none, the best scallop dish that she had ever had. I had some uh, rockin' profiteroles uh, that were filled with like a chocolate gelato. And I will tell you that I'm not probably the person who's going to go in and be like, I'll take the chocolate gelato. Mm. Um, But it was absolutely amazing. And then perhaps the best coffee I've ever had at an unexpected location that I had no idea what it was called French truck coffee. Okay. This is mostly in New Orleans, but if you find yourself in Memphis, apparently they have a location there as well. I would describe it as smooth, flavorful, and not an ounce of bitterness. Now, I think I just have whatever their house blend is when I went in there, and I did get Cafe Olay both of the times that I went. They also are the provider of the coffee at Commander's Palace. Oh, okay. So chances are, Nikki, unless that was a recent change, you've had it. So, and it's their blend just for okay. Commander's Palace. Okay. 
It's called French what? Truck? French truck. And okay. their logo is so cute. Um, I'm like, please come to Atlanta. Please come to Atlanta. It's uh, definitely worth pl- plugging also their unique bar scene uh, off Bourbon Street. <laughs> just, that wasn't for me. I don't. It's too wild for me. Uh, but they had a... Actually, this was on Bourbon Street, but we went at lunch, so I think we were safe. It's a cute little jazz bar called Fritzel's. And... I don't know. They were just, they had like a little three piece like set of guys up there. And it, but it wasn't just like, like that. Just like that. Um, and it wasn't too like too jazzy. <laughs> What's it like the scat kind of? Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, but it was just the music was good. The acoustics were good. The drinks were good. This was nice. The bartender, I got a mocktail there and he refilled my mocktail for free. Oh, that is nice. That doesn't happen. And let Maybe me tell in you, New Orleans it does. I know. Let me tell you. I, he's probably like, I felt bad for her. Get, her, <laughs> get, the, get this woman too. <laughs> New Orleans is for cocktails. Um, but uh, so he refilled. Like, I didn't even understand what happened. I reached out to Casey. I was like, did you order me another one? He said no. I was like, hmm, oh, no. strange. <laughs> this seems odd, but I like it. <laughs> so another one that I want to mention is the Carousel Bar. Mm-hmm. This is in a uh, hotel... Monteleon, 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 M-O-N-T-E-L-E-O-N-E. Definitely French. Mm-hmm. Did you go to that by any Mm-mm. chance? No, we were L- on Bourbon Street quite a bit. Literally, you party animal. <laughs> I just you're like out there with like an anaconda around you or a python. <laughs> there definitely no. was a few. No, 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 no. So, <laughs> make it better or worse i was with my parents the last time i was in new orleans on bourbon street they're big bourbon street people they like to be amongst the people with the party not big drinkers but they like to be in the in well, the mix it's fascinating people watching there's no getting around that i mean we we actually spent quite a bit of time on the balcony just watching people walk up and down bourbon street well and that's also a safe distance yes like mm-hmm. where you're not feeling like you're caught in it right um, so this carousel bar though, it's literally like a real carousel that a bar is in the middle of and you get up there on a stool and it actually spins. Yeah. I mean, it's very slow. <laughs> it's not like Your trip around. to New Orleans was more, I feel like curated than mine was the, the last, I've been twice in the last few years and every time I go, it's like for a family event. So we're just like real quick in and out of the city. Yeah. So I feel like you had like the, the real tour of New Orleans. I guess I don't like, cause I, this is the least prepared I've ever been for a trip in recent, at least in recent years. Yeah. And so like it, I think maybe a week before I was like, I better start looking into this, mm, you yeah. know, because since it was a surprise, like I didn't really, I didn't feel like as engaged, mm, you know, mm-hmm. I didn't book the plane tickets. I didn't, you know, mm-hmm. so I kept being like, at some point I really got to like, you know, figure something out. And then it really did become curated once this friend sent that list of places. Oh, mm-hmm. I think that gave us a lot more a lot of structure. We like, oh, okay, well, we want to do this. Mm-hmm. There's also a, a cool bar. It's called Bar Marilou. Get reservations if you go. The reason I know is because <laughs> we weren't really able to get in, but oh. I did I did go in there for just like a little bit and get to peek around. Pee-pee. Um, oh, peek. <laughs> actually, I did use the bathroom there. Yeah, there you go. I almost <laughs> was like, I'm going to take this toilet paper because I can't stay here. <laughs> I didn't, though. I didn't. I'm an adult. Um, but it used to be a library. Oh, cool. And so there's still like bookshelves and stuff in it, but it's like really moody and like lots of black and red. And it just has kind of like the speakeasy feel to it. Mm. 
So that one was pretty cool. And I just want to say as far as the shopping goes, I've done some traveling. And a lot of places that you go that's this much of a tourist destination, mm-hmm. it's a lot of t-shirt shops. So I'm surprised, and I don't mean to cut off your train of thought, I'm surprised mm. at some of the pieces you've shown me that you got there because that that I'm like, where did you find this stuff? What shops were you going into? You know what I was close to? Mm. Cafe Du Monde. Uh, okay. On, they have that open air market situation uh-huh. in the middle. So we just kind of hit up around that area. Uh, and I, I was just so impressed because the items felt unique. I mean, it didn't feel like, that price gougy. I mean, you're in a tourist destination, so it is what it is, but, and it didn't, and again, it didn't feel like just one t-shirt shop after the next. And it also felt like themed to New Orleans, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I, I wonder if maybe the local, um, whoever runs New Orleans, they must really do, <laughs> they must really do a lot of work to keep that out. Yeah. Cause I think it's really easy for that. I even see that in Helen now. Yeah. You know, and that's a much smaller tourist destination, but you go up there and you will get that and not as much of the little curated shops as you used to get. So we can see how many times I can get curated in here. I do have a little show and tell for you. Okay. So is it alcohol? That would probably be better. And I'm very sorry. Hurricane. I'm very sorry. Can you imagine if I try to take you home a hurricane? (laughs) (laughs) Just like already made. I'd be willing for you to try. Here you go. And there's a lot of daiquiri places on lots, Bourbon Street. A lot. So many. And like with every type of food, they're like, uh, daiquiris and chicken fingers. <laughs> what? Um, I did go to the Crystals on Bourbon Street one night. Oh. That was second dinner. Oh. <laughs> None of my friends had ever had double crystals before. This is amazing to me. Oh. Huh. They were delicious. So much. So greasy. Soggy bread. God, it's so good. So someone recommended a couple of voodoo shops. Okay. And given the work that we've done here on this podcast, you know I had to pop in. Uh-huh. I had to pop through. It's my voodoo buddy. Oh, no. <laughs> so I picked up a voodoo buddy, not a voodoo doll, <laughs> and it's supposed to bring you luck. Okay. There's some other stuff in there. But anyways, I thought it was so cute. It's cute. So I'll try, maybe at some you point. tuck him under your pillow? Uh, nope, he's going to say right here in the podcast room. He, uh, watches over our recordings now. Oh, good. Okay. So, but maybe I'll pop something in stories at some point. I'm, I'm National Voodoo Day. thinking about, <laughs> it's my favorite day. <laughs> I'm thinking about like doing some sort of, um, New Orleans tribute video or something, oh. but you know, I just think I need some time. So <laughs> I get that. And then the last thing I'll say is that New Orleans is just a frankly weird place. And I ate it up. (laughs) I loved how weird it was. Like, you're not going to like, there are so many places in America, and especially in the South now, I feel like where you could be dropped off and you don't know where you are because there's a Home Depot, a mm -hmm. Wendy's, a Costco, like, you know, but you're not going to get dropped off in this part of New Orleans. I'm not saying they don't have that somewhere around there, but you have a crystal on Bourbon Street. That's right. But you're not going to, but they don't, not all the crystals have a bar next to it. So, Uh, true inside the store oh so i do like that sense of place i thought that was so lovely and refreshing compared to what i'm used to really enjoyed that i enjoyed the diversity a lot of southern hospitality Mm. like i would say 90 percent of the people we ran into were not just nice but like 
really nice. Um, the other 10% were like mean. Oh, and but a they little prob- mean. Probably weren't from there. Uh, I don't know. And I tired. Don't, I think you're right. I Maybe think you're tired. Right. Uh, I think, yeah, I think I'm telling you, somebody needs to let the staff at Cafe Dumont <laughs> sleep. <laughs> I give would, them a day off, please. I I could never be drunk on Bourbon Street. I've been on Bourbon Street and been around a lot of drunk people. That's a place I don't want to be drunk. It feels it's too many people, too much zaniness going on. I'll tell you something, Nikki. Then you're the only one. I know. Much mm-hmm. as I was the only one. <laughs> I do love a hurricane. The buildings mm-hmm. were so beautiful, really pretty. Obviously, like you know. It's not like I've never seen pictures or watched movies, but to be there, I want some gas lamps so much now. (laughs) I've always loved gas lamps a lot, but Mm -hmm. they're just everywhere. And I love that they've kept that like, you know, past history. Like you don't see those everywhere anymore. Mm -hmm. I felt transported to another time. And then the very last thing I'm going to mention, because this all harkens back to the podcast you ever go on ghost tours when you're on vacation? I've only been on one ghost tour ever. That's where? Uh, downtown Lawrenceville, of all places. I think I may know this. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I go on them like, I've been on a few, probably like three or four. Um, and I find that they are, well, they vary on their mileage. <laughs> okay. So some of them are pretty good and some of them are really bad and there usually doesn't seem to be a lot of in between but what Casey booked this time was a true crime ghost tour and I thought it was the best one I've ever been on oh cool I I can't believe how good it was this guy was so into his history and so well studied and really he was like myth busting And Mm -hmm. I thought that was amazing. So I got to see Marie Laveau's house Mm -hmm. um, towards the end of her life. I got to see Congo Square, where she reportedly practiced voodoo. And then um, I also um, loved the way that he talked about voodoo because it was very much so in the same tone that we did when we talked about it right here, which is that, honestly, it is just another religion. And a lot of the things that demonized it were strategically... tagged to slavery mm. and wanting to keep slavery in place. And I just thought that was so interesting that he specifically brought that up and talked about how important it was to not get the myths confused with the reality of things, especially as someone who he's not from new Orleans, but someone who had lived there a long time. I just love that. That's so nice. all to say, thank you for talking so good about new Orleans all these years, because it's, it, it finally helped, you know, move me to go there and not get so caught up on bourbon street and just go down there and have a good time. And it was wonderful. I'm glad. Well, happy birthday. Thank you. And speaking of happy birthday, speaking, speaking of happy birthdays, I just really quickly also want to say thank you because today in our recording, Nikki gave me like the most wonderful birthday. Oh, um, <laughs> And I know we've already been talking a little bit, but I don't want this moment to pass by to say, like, um, you just made me feel really special. You, you brought special. over a catered meal for me. Uh, well, for us. I did let Nikki eat, just in case anybody's <laughs> like, damn, let Nikki eat. Uh, she ate it very slowly right in front of me. B- uh, both things were from Joanna Gaines's. All three or, things. All three. Okay, yeah. the chicken Every, salad was Chicken too. salad was from there, too. Yeah. So we had chicken salad croissants. 
Um, we had arugula salad, amazing salad. It had pomegranate seeds in it, walnuts that you also took extra steps with. They were like brown, browned walnuts or something. It was brown sugar. What was the other thing I said? You said there's cayenne in there. Yeah. Which was really good. Oh, it was butter, butter, brown sugar, and then a little bit of cayenne. Just like the good Lord intended. Amen. Um, And I would probably be finding myself just picking those out of the salad at some point I blue made a cheese whole bowl crumbles, of them. Mm-hmm. homemade dressing that she infused with peaches she's like i just whip something up <laughs> and then she homemade biscuits y'all and we had strawberry shortcake but we also had it on the croissants too we had to because they were there they were fresh that's right there and it was amazing well you're special and i hope you felt special happy birthday and she also st- stitched me the designing women, and I will drop something in cross stitch. Cross stitch, yeah. <laughs> I'm so domestic. Help I me. I cannot remember how that came about, but I was on Etsy. Maybe I just searched like designing women on Etsy because mm-hmm. the thing about me is I'm always thinking like six months in advance, That's so good. I knew your birthday would be coming. And like, there are also certain people in my life. I love to do this for everybody. Some people just appreciate it more. When you get them something, they can't just go buy anywhere. You know, like I don't need to buy you another set of, I'm totally making an example, like in a set of dishes or a set of body soaps or something. Like you don't need stuff like that. You want things that are unique. You can buy that stuff for yourself. Other people in my life don't really care for like customized, personalized things. And they're like, can you just get me the thing I want? So like people like you, I like to shop for in advance because I like to make sure that I'm giving time. If it's going to be customized or personalized, that takes time. So I think way back, like after the holidays, I was on Etsy and I think I just searched like designing women and a cross stitch pattern came back. And I was like, well, I've never cross stitched before. I could probably do it, right? Maybe. I don't know. Let's well, buy the pattern and try. And so I told Selena that I started in like late December, early January. And Kyle was like, if her birthday is not till May, like, what are you doing? And it's not a very big piece, but it, it took almost that whole time. I'm very glad I allowed myself the time. I think it's very detailed. It's not like I opened it up and I was like, oh, thank you for these four potatoes. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's very clearly the four ladies. It's a we very spend. nice design. It's the four ladies we spend a lot of time with. So we didn't take like copious pictures of the milk. Sometimes you just have to like enjoy a thing. Yeah. But we'll, I will drop in a picture of the cross stitch so that people can see. Well, happy birthday. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Thank you. I'm sorry to delay. I just had to. Well, now I'm trying to think. I I don't know. We're at season four, episode 20. There's no (laughs) good transition. Just take it. A minute ago, I was going to transition from New Orleans to tornado thinking about like weather patterns and that just felt wrong. So. I didn't take that transition. So we're just going tornado watch. Wait, okay, hold on. So uh, speaking of hurricanes in New Orleans. Oh, but I meant that drink. A drink, Mm -hmm. yeah. Speaking of alcoholic hurricanes, let's talk about a non-alcoholic tornado. (laughs) Or an alcoholic tornado, I guess, actually. Or as Nikki already tried to do. (laughs) Designing Women. Season four, episode 20. Uh, Tornado watch. So IMDB says a tornado traps the ladies in the house with Daddy Jones, who takes a liking to Bernice, and the milk toast husband of a customer who decides to let loose in an increasingly bizarre evening. Air date February 26, 1990. We're calling this one Four Gallons of Moonshine in a Tornado. It was written by LBT and directed by William Crane. Uh, my notes from Selena tell me this is the only episode he directs. He was one of the first black filmmakers from a major film school to achieve commercial success. And that was the movie that he released that was like 
early popularity was Blackula. Mm-hmm. I ended up down a bit of a rabbit hole because I wanted to know, like, what else did he do? Yeah, I started I, I started to put some stuff in, but then sometimes I feel like I'm, like, giving you the most. Yeah. So. I just feel weird not saying something without having at least looked into him. So sure. have we talked about black black exploitation on here? We did, right? I I don't think we've talked about it in depth here. We talked about it a lot in my film class. Oh, <laughs> I don't know if that counts or not. Maybe we talked about something tangential when we talked about Bill Bojangles. Yeah, I'm sure we did. Okay, because that I anyway. The point was uh-huh. uh, apparently Blackula was a black exploitation film, which led me to researching what that means. It was a whole thing. Anyway, it's interesting if you're interested. It is very interesting. So. Since we're not going down that rabbit hole, let's go down another <laughs> rabbit hole of general reactions and stray observations. Okay. So I think I may be in a Suzanne kind of phase of my life. Uh-oh. Because in just about every episode lately, she's done something that really feels like maybe it was plucked from my soul. Oh. And I'm specifically thinking about these two moments in the episode when she loses her cool. Okay. Okay. The first one is when Charlene, bless her heart, is I want to say badgering everyone. That's a good word for it. She is. To say happy anniversary and then like something else, but like on camera to two complete strangers from Poplar Bluff. Like it starts out her parents and I can understand that, but then it's like just literally two strangers. That sense of dread that is all over Suzanne's face while she's asking her and like pointing the camera in her face. Oh my God, is this how you feel around me? <laughs> but anyway, no. but then she eventually like lashes out and said, like when no couldn't be heard, she's like, Happy birthday, Jimmy! <laughs> Less! I was like, oh my God, that really resonated. Did your grandmother ever do that to you when you were a kid? That she'd like throw the phone at you and be like, say hi to Lois, your 15th cousin removed from the right hand side? Let me be very clear. My grandmother would never do that to me. Okay. My grandfather, grandfather did would it. definitely do that to me. What is that about? I don't know. And then, and, and then, and this is, no, and like, if anybody actually is going to hear this, it is probably going to be my grandfather because they do listen to the podcast. So I want to be very clear. I love you very much. Please, I, I, in a world where I have the choice between being thrown on the phone with a stranger by you or not, I'm going to take the sure. A version every time. Yeah. But yes, there has been some times where I know there are people that are important to my grandfather and I appreciate that, but I literally haven't seen them since I was two years old. And so I just don't know what to you say. You don't have a clue what to say. That used yeah. to be the thing. Or so you haven't seen them since you're two. Or you've never met the person before. And they're yes. like, well, just tell them a little bit about your life. And you're like, well, I'm 18 years old. So do you want me to start at one or do you want me to start at 18? Where where do you want to start this journey? Three. What do I say? I, what think, do I-, I think that's right. Yeah. It's just, it's, there's no, there's no connection points to be had. And so it's like, I mean, what are you supposed to do? Be like, so I have French toast for breakfast. Right. What did you have? Right. Yeah. It's 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 a little bit of a weirdness. I but think that's what that reminded that. me of. I wonder if that's Southern. Maybe. Something, something to think about. It's really funny that you say that about Suzanne. My note about Suzanne in this episode is that she's so grouchy in this episode. <laughs> I really understand. The second moment I was going to mention is that, and I actually have a question for you. Is it Mr. Peace or Mr. Pease? It's Mr. Peace. I feel like they say it both ways over the course of the episode. And mm-hmm. it, and I like tried to watch closer today and I was like, because I see the spelling and the spelling is peace. 
mm-hmm. but sometimes they were saying peas. Yeah, so I actually looked it up both in the um, subslikescripts.com website where we look at the um, – subtitles the captions and it said peace and I was like no they're definitely saying peace and so I looked at designingwomenonline.net and they also say peace and I was like no they're definitely saying peace so I think I checked IMDB as well and they say peace so I finally came to terms with the fact that maybe they are really just trying to say peace even if it's coming out peas mm-hmm. well it's very confusing but there's it towards the beginning when we first meet him and Charlene is offering him tea. Mm-hmm. And they have, the, like, there's this over-politeness battle over the tea. Mm-hmm. Oh, I couldn't trouble you. Oh, it's no trouble at all. After over, like, every drip. And then Suzanne finally yells, oh, just make the damn tea. <laughs> I could totally understand that. I could also totally understand the first part. So, you know, I'm just being understanding. Well, so there was also a cut line, not to skip to strays, but just for a second, because it's on this note. Mm -hmm. Um, Somebody says, but he's such a sweet, shy person. You know, if he's coming over alone, let's do everything we can to bolster his ego. You know, make him feel like a real man. Oh, Charlene, get real. We're a decorating business. I mean, it's not my job to help some little henpeck nerd feel manly. Anyway, I said happy anniversary, Lois and Shimmy. I think that's enough for one day. Right. We wouldn't want you to get a hernia from too much kindness. So your girl, Suzanne, was I think that's a really unhinged in this episode. I'm glad. Well, I'm glad that you shared that cut line because I think that's a really important line that kind of helps shade in some of the story. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying we couldn't pick it up from context, but I do think it helps us understand why they're being so extra with this guy. Yeah. I also, I'm with Suzanne on this too, cut line or not, because my thing is, and not the nerd thing, that was mean, but, you know, like, if you need to make yourself feel like a man, then you need to take care of that. Like, yeah. you know, I I think that concept is a little generational. And so that does not res- resonate with me. For me, if I'm balancing a career and domesticity, you're going to need to bolster your own ego. It's so funny because I think my approach to these things is just them as a person. And I would just be like, oh my gosh, this poor person is so like put upon by their wife or husband, regardless of whether they're a man or a woman. Mm-hmm. I would just want to be extra nice to them because it sounds like his wife's a bit of a bully. Yeah. And it does, it's not really gender specific in my mind. It's mm-hmm. just person specific. So I think you might be right that it is a little bit generational because it never would occur to me that it's my job to bolster his male ego. It's more just like, I want to be nice to him because his wife is really mean. Yeah. <laughs> she's really a bully. Right. Except she's really not. I think she's really just trying to keep control of this. As the- as they would say, <laughs> wackadoodle. <laughs> He's a little bit crazy. That's true. Um, in general, to me, this episode is just the epitome of a filler episode. Mm. There was like but done nothing. Well. It done, done great. Well. Yeah. yeah. It just went nowhere and did nothing except make me laugh. Yeah. I mean. Uh, Literally went nowhere. <laughs> could there have been a better metaphor than a tornado? Yeah. Because you just spin, 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 round, round. Everything gets dropped back down <laughs> to the same place. I mean, not really, but you know. Pretty much what happened. Yeah. I my I have one more general reaction, mm-hmm. which is that I mainly felt disturbed by Mr. Peace more than humored, particularly the part with him coming down the stairs in the open robe and the speedo. Like I know it's supposed to be funny. He gave me the heebie-jeebies. With the background of that song, all I can think is like '90s serial killer. Oh, like Silence of the Lambs. Except he'd be wearing someone's skin. 
uh, not wearing someone's skin necessarily. I'm definitely thinking of Silence of the Lambs. Oh, yeah, I guess he was wearing somebody's skin. That's right. I was having a much more visceral yes. memory. I know what you're talking uh-huh. about. Uh, yeah. No, he, he was weird. You see it, he was a really, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I'm like sitting there and I'm like, if you just change, you don't even have to change the music, honestly. Yeah. Well, so my thing was, of course, that you get a little bit of the conversation about the underwear and the robe being like a super inappropriate gift for Reese from Suzanne. Right. But can we talk about the yachting hat? That's from Mary Jo. That's yeah. not like a marginally better gift. Does he yacht? Do we know this about Reese? I don't know. Maybe he's up at Lake Lanier every weekend. It was just such an unusual combination of gifts. Yeah. Like, we're going to talk about how weird Suzanne is for giving an underwear and robes, which, yes, is weird to give yeah. your sister's boyfriend that, but it was on sale. So you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, Mary Jo is giving him a yachting hat just for like, Nobody wanted to get this guy a set of croquet mallets or something. I don't know. It just maybe they started with the end result. They just had to work it back. I like, think that's what happened. How can we get this man? I think that's what in happened. a yachting cap and bikini briefs. You know what I'm saying? I think that's right. Yeah. I only. Oh, actually, strays. Uh, so one of my strays was that thing about uh, Suzanne being weird. Uh, mean, mean is really the word I would use. The other stray is what is this look Mary Jo's wearing with like a? What would you call that hat? 90s 90s like doesn't go with a jersey so she's when they're cleaning the house at the end she's wearing like a flat brimmed 90s hat like kind of like a blossom hat but not quite that's a good description uh blossom the tv show and then she's got like a philadelphia eagles jersey looking thing on and jeans and tennis shoes the hat maybe is the thing throwing me i'm like why is that what you put on your head today yeah just a strange look i don't know it caught my eye yeah it's definitely different and then we had one guest star alert. Uh, Richard Sanders played Mr. Peace. Apparently, he makes two episodes on Designing Women. The next one's in season five. He's appeared in a ton of TV. It looks like his one of his first roles was in WKRP in Cincinnati. I think that's what he's most well-known for. He played an eccentric character there, too. Mm-hmm. But he was also on Married with Children, Charles in Charge, Coach. He's 82 and retired now. He looked very familiar, so I did look into his filmography, and I noted the radio station show. Yeah. I've only seen clips from it, mm-hmm. um, and I, I'm i thinking of it as kind of like a news radio 1.0. Mm, okay. I mean, not that it wasn't as good, I don't know, but like just being like the predecessor for that kind of like, we work together right. ensemble show. Yeah. Um, and uh, I think what you're saying about the other stuff, just appearing on a lot of shows is mm-hmm. why his face just seems so familiar to me. I don't recognize him at all. So actually oh, really? I was surprised that he had such, and I'm just like listing a handful of things. There were a ton of credits. You know, they say like a character actor who you don't recognize. You shouldn't be able to recognize him. Yeah. Yeah, that so. is pretty impressive that he's been able, I mean, it was a huge filmography. It was very long. Yeah. Lots of random appearances sorry i lost you at retired he's 82 and just because that now. sounded nice <laughs> that was my last stray i only have one stray uh so daddy jones returns mm-hmm. he was really playing up the accent in this one i honestly was having a little trouble understanding what he was saying oh really i needed the script pulled up oh interesting like i didn't have that problem points. it almost sounded to me like he had something in his mouth. You have so. to watch it again. 
<laughs> just okay. We'll come back. Okay. And you'll tell me if you actually watched it again. I didn't. Uh, Nikki from the future. I did not watch it. I did. I did not have time for that. <laughs> um, so, what did you like about this episode? I think the absolute high point of the episode was the footage at the end, oh, the stuff uh-huh. in Charlene's video that was so freaking funny. It Just was all great. of it. Yeah, I actually, well, I really bought it. So this was a like for me too. Yeah. Like it sounds like something that she would do. Yeah. Um, I also, like, I didn't think about it until I rewatched it this morning, but they did a nice job finding a way to tie in why she would have had a camera anyway. Yeah. With her doing the anniversary video or whatever. Yeah. And I don't know. I just, um, I like that it was like fast paced in a way where we got everything. Yeah. But that we needed to, we didn't need to spend all that time there. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was just a really great way to capture everybody's moment. Oh, funny. Yeah, was I, that really was hilarious. Uh, any episode of Bernice, as you know, is a winner in my book. Uh, I also really loved when she said, you know, they say too much of that bug spray will make you go crazy. And I figure I haven't got a real wide margin for error. <laughs> And then when Charlene said, Bernice, you're so funny today. And she said, Charlene, we've already covered that. Try to keep up. I really liked that. Definitely in my likes. I also, well, I classified the whole thing as we get the return of not just Bernice, but feisty Bernice. Oh, yeah. So she was like super feisty in this one. Yep. She also tells Mary Jo very matter of factly, like when she offers her a coffee, she goes, cream, no sugar, and please don't screw it up. <laughs> It's definitely how I'm going to make my order the next time. <laughs> It'll be a little tough because I like black coffee. Yeah. But I'm just going to tack on, please don't screw it up. Please don't screw it up. Black coffee, don't screw it up. I also really liked what she said about the retirement village. The, I don't know if you caught the cut lines there, but they really made it sing. And I don't have to go through all of them. It's just that she probably um, rolled out four or five more examples of things that they have them doing. And I would be exhausted too. It sounds like a lot. I actually don't know why that didn't make it into my notes. I thought I had it there at one point. But yeah, there was there's a lot going on. Yeah. She said the one I really liked was macrame belt. Macrame belt? Yeah. I'm like, sure. That sounds great. Uh, yeah, I mean I kind of would like a macrame belt. <laughs> I don't want to make it though. I just like no. want to have one. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it just, I never really thought about that before. But I think they do have a, like a lot of activities going on. And I like that she's like I'm not a potter. Like, (laughs) what do you want from me? I'm just trying to rest. So I loved all of that. And then we got a call back to when Suzanne actually accidentally used Charlene's breast milk in her coffee, which is mother's mother's milk. milk. I don't know which one's worse. Like, yeah, I don't know. I I think think I like breast milk milk is weird to me. Mother's milk is just odd. I just picture like a tree. Yeah. It's like producing milk. milk. (laughs) Don't. And then my last like was just that. Aside from the general creepiness of some of the guests, I actually thought the night seemed really fun. They're cutting up cake. They're having some drinks. They're fantastic. Yeah. They had power the whole time. Power the whole time. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. That's the perfect night. I mean, sure. Only their house got hit by a tornado, (laughs) which also I felt like I could identify with. (laughs) They all survived, including Olivia and Mrs. Philpot. So yeah, I'm not worried. Um, I have two more things I really liked in this one. Okay. We had another good example of them describing things being funnier than if we had actually seen it. Right. Mm -hmm. So Anthony talks about Bernice laying out the window, blowing on her rape whistle um, while Daddy Jones played his mouth harp or harmonica. 
That made me laugh really hard. And then just Julia not so slowly losing her mind as the episode goes on. Like she gets slightly more unhinged with every scene. I just loved that. That part where she tells um, Anthony's girlfriend, like, yeah, going upstairs. My house is your house. Tell all your friends or something like that. That was really funny. It was. I did think it was funny. So we hadn't really talked about Vanessa being back in this Vanessa, episode. thank you. I could not think of her name. Well, which it was good to see her again, but I did think it was like a little ridiculous that they're like, oh, it's so rainy. Let's get you all this wet clothes. That girl was dry, dry as a bone. As a bone yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm like, everybody who walked in there was dry as a bone. They're like, so you just sopping wet. No, <laughs> no one is. Well, they're so focused on the interior design details that they don't worry about details like the weather. Oh, right, right. That's, that's right. <laughs> what magazines are on the table. And exactly. Whatnot. Exactly. What about things that we didn't like? have anything except mr peace being kind of creepy i guess that's one that's true i didn't write it down but that's i one. only have one thing and this is picky and it has nothing to do with the show it's just my like body reaction to it Uh-oh. i crawled back up inside myself <laughs> um when daddy jones said but you can call me daddy and bernice said oh i like that and i went <laughs> i thought that was so funny <laughs> I always love hearing Julia go, okay, daddy. 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 I'm almost surprised she said it because I yeah. I almost wanted to be like, no. No, thank you. <laughs> yeah. I'm all set. But I think that's how much she wanted him out of the house, which yeah. is what I think they were trying to relay there. It's yeah. like, I'll do whatever you want me to whatever do. Whatever will get, get you out. out of here. Right. Oh, I loved when Bernice said that. Oh, I like that. <laughs> how about we rate this sucker? Let's do it. My rating scale is Racy Tornado Outfits. Oh. Mm-hmm. I gave it a 3.75. So I thought it was really funny. I thought it was complete silliness. It didn't take us anywhere, but we went on a circular wild ride, which I appreciated. Uh, I don't really even know why I rated it down even that point like, 0.25. I know, I'm like, that seems kind of low. Yeah. Yeah, you may want to think about that. Well, you know, I think it might have been in all truthfulness, probably because I did have like a mild feeling of ick through the whole episode, like just a little bit like when I take a shower between Daddy Jones and Mr. Peace. Yeah. The more Mr. Peace, like it's like an onion, the more layers that came off the more uncomfortable I got. Yeah, I don't think until you said that a couple minutes ago, like an 80s, 90s serial killer, I'm not <laughs> sure I could have articulated why he gave me the heebie-jeebies. Yeah. But I do remember, I watched this episode three times, I think, and every time it was just a little more icky. Yeah, I mean, it does feel like it, there was, there's not a writer's room here. But if there was a writer's room that they were sitting there like, let's do Buffalo Bill, but make him funny. Yes, yeah. yes. And yeah. that just, I think, Probably for me, gave me a little bit of heebie-jeebies. But that, the ending really brought it together for me. When they showed that video, I laughed every time. Yeah. It was, the footage was hilarious. It was really good. The part where Mary Jo puts the cake in his face and he just keeps dancing. <laughs> I just loved it. It was very oh, funny. Maybe uh, he's more bearable with cake all over his face. Maybe. Maybe he's more bearable when the police are dragging him away. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, also, though, I do have to say the idea of Reese getting... Putting Reese's head on his head also gave me the heebie-jeebies because those would have been gifts for Reese, yeah. which theoretically you never would have worn, but it still gave me the heebie-jeebies. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't think that's probably a good outfit for anyone, except maybe Prince. Yeah. Prince could pull it off. Uh-huh. Yeah. I think you might be right. So I gave it 4.5 out of five transmission fluid checks. Wink, wink. Uh- <laughs> um, There's some guys out there drinking out of gasoline can. <laughs> 
I really liked it. And I liked it oh. even more on re- oh. oh, that just seems really high. I'm surprised. It was time. It was time to like. Perk just, it up a little bit. Yeah, just give it a little something. You know, we've already talked about it. But as far as like a bottleneck episode goes or whatever, like it is. But it's so well done. Mm-hmm. And like. Yeah, I mean, there was no, like, real character growth, but basically they put everybody in a room together, they tossed in some variables, and they let the Including actors cook. gasoline. They right. just poured the whiskey on, or the moonshine on, I guess. Right, and sometimes you just have to let funny actors cook. Just be funny, yeah. And that's all they really needed. They were funny. 90s things? Oh, boy, there was a lot in this one. Obviously, Charlene's camcorder. That's right. Uh, naughty pine tables with a high gloss. Yeah. I should have Googled this in my head. What I'm picturing is that like orange yellow wood mm-hmm. that you can see the the wood pattern on. That's so That's 90s to me. Yeah. Um, there was a reference to Johnny Carson, um, Mary Jo's kids going home alone after school. That felt 90s to me. <laughs> At some point in the early aughts, people started caring. Uh, and then comparing Mr. Peace to Prince when he's coming down the stairs. Good. I had going to pay a traffic ticket in person, which was Daddy Jones's excuse for being in Atlanta. Oh, mm-hmm. You do sometimes still have to if you are particularly bad, <laughs> but uh, most of the time you can. Ju- they'll just take your money. Yeah, like just you can just you can just phone that one right in. <laughs> I got a speeding ticket one time in Athens, and I went in person because I meant to argue it, and I chickened out, and I just oh, pled no no low instead. And uh, yeah, so I've been in person to pay a traffic ticket. Yeah. I got yeah. nervous. What year was that? I'm mean, 2004, 2005. Just 17 years ago. It's been a long time ago. It feels good, doesn't it? Longer than that. Oh, my God. I can't even count that high anymore. Oh, God. Why would you do that to me? I don't know. I did it to myself, too. I'm three months older. You just had a birthday. I'm oh. three months older. I know. Um, asking to use a phone book. Oh. Mm-hmm. And not 90s, but just dated. Did you catch that tornado on the TV? <laughs> are they kidding with that it was definitely like kansas and like a tv show from the 50s it was like the beginning of wizard of oz which i believe was actually made in the 30s so i was like come on guys they're like here in atlanta and i mean i know that atlanta hasn't always been as big of a city as other cities but i'm pretty sure it wasn't an open field yeah i know that looked like waycross or something that was so funny okay southern things uh, the mouth organ. So this is what uh, Anthony called it. I assumed he was talking about uh, the little thing that you put right here and go. Bong, 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 bong. I think that's a mouth harp. I think a mouth organ is a harmonica. It's a, it's not my favorite name. If I'm honest, it's yeah, I don't mm. like it. Uh, they also specifically re- mention the College Park area of Atlanta. That's where the news says some of the storms were seen. That really is a place. That's my old stomping grounds. It. There you go. I was born basically next door. College Park, Bubba's Box. There you go. Uh, moonshine, of course. Daddy Jones saying, the old bull's finally out of the barn. That felt Southern. Uh, and CNN is the network playing Charlene's video. And as we all know, that's based here in Atlanta. And now I meant to look up if like that contest was a real contest or not. At the oh, time, but it was, I, I didn't know. think about that. I didn't until this morning. It was just like, you know, we talk about bridges too far. That was and then the you one. brought it up anyway, just to let us all know how much you let us down. <laughs> I know. I'm so sorry, y'all. It's cool, man. Feel free to let Pick us the pieces know. up. I was just going to say that I think Daddy Jones is the Southern content from this mm, one. Yeah. So you've already mentioned a few. He says, describe, he described where he lives as, you know, back down in my part of the woods down there. But he lives in <laughs> North Georgia. <laughs> 
But you know, in the South, one thing I've noticed, everything is down there. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Right? Yeah. So it feels Southern for everyone to just think they're from down there, and it does not matter where you are from. Or I, you're over yonder. Wherever you are, it's general. I used to think I was really bad at directions, and then I think one day I finally realized, no, I've just been raised by a bunch of Southerners, so everything is down to me. Yeah. I'm like, oh, down in North Carolina. That's, That's right. the exact opposite of down. Down in Canada. I just you know can't, what I'm I can't help it. It's true. It really is. I'm bad at directions just naturally. <laughs> Although I did tell my mom recently, I was like, it's kind of your fault because mm. she would take different routes every time oh so like she's a big back road person i love a back road. if there's even like an ounce of traffic she's like no Mm-mm. i'm gonna take this three hour route mm-hmm. to get me out of this 30 so you don't have wait. to sit in the wait yeah and so i was like so i never knew i was like i don't even know how you knew that many different ways to one place there was like two roads but you took 10 different ways yeah anyway so what i'm trying to say is i can't find my house hardly that's what you need to know so he talks about square dancing too. I just wanted to say that that feels Southern. I think it's like the hoe down kind of or like whatever. Anytime anybody tries to recreate one, they're like, put some hay in there, you know? <laughs> and I just want to be clear that when I looked it up, because I was like, well, maybe it is Southern. I really have no idea. It actually originated in England and a hoe down originated in the Midwest. So it literally has nothing to do with the South. But even I didn't know that because it feels so entrenched in the idea of being like a Southerness. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a really long way of me saying my Southern reference is not a Southern <laughs> reference. <clears throat> Glad you took us on that journey. I took you on that journey. Um, I think you got my, uh, oh, he calls some, he calls Bernice sugar. Mm-hmm. Just all of that honey pie, sugar, sweetie, honey bunch is always going to feel very Southern to me. Making excuses to go somewhere and drink. Let's go outside and check the transmission fluid has got to be the most Southern thing I have ever heard. <laughs> oh, just really. It's just really right up there. I'm telling you. I want someone to come to my house and have moonshine in their car. I mean, I can do that for you. Nip outside. Like. <laughs> just want to nip outside and have a drink. Come back in. Oh, it's, it's so funny. I don't know. That just really. Drinking awesome. outside. There's just something about it. Just, I was just like, man, I feel like I'm back in Henry County. <laughs> At a hoedown. <laughs> Naturally. References that we need to talk about? I don't have anything. Um, The only thing I had is I needed to look up whether or not Daddy Jones is from the South. Oh, uh-huh. In real life. Uh, Dub Taylor is his name. Did I not do a guest star on him? You oh, did. sorry, Dubsy. Uh, you just don't even care about him. Well, it's his second episode. I know. Anyways, he's from Richmond, Virginia. So I just okay. wanted to say, like, that's not fake. So, yeah. So, just wanted to share that. And that I, it appears that the Thomasons like him because he will go on to appear on Evening Shade. He was in his 80s when he did this role. Maybe what I was hearing was just him getting older. Because he was, uh, he died at 87 in 1994. Oh, really? So, four years later. Yeah. I mean, he looked like he was up there. I think he started in a bunch of Westerns. I wasn't going to take everyone through that, but I didn't know if we had a bunch of wild bunch fans here, but I'm pretty sure that's a big Western and like, I don't follow that genre, but I'm pretty sure that's a popular one. And I think he was in it. Yeah. Well, I'm so sorry, Dubsies. I should have mentioned you at some point. He seems interesting. I think he seems interesting too. Thanks for taking us there. Well, you know, that's the job. (laughs) That's what I pay you for. (laughs) oh that's what my checks are for (laughs) well that's all i have all right next episode season four episode 20 tough enough we'd love everyone to follow along with us and engage instagram and facebook at sweet tea and tv tiktok at sweet tea tv pod youtube 
You can search Sweet Tea and TV or we're at Sweet Tea TV 7371. 548769999. <laughs> our email address is sweetteatvpod at gmail.com. And our website is www.sweetteatv.com. You can find ways to support the show on our website along with our show notes. And Thursday, we want the folks to come back for extra sugar because we're going to be talking about prohibition inspired by all the moonshine in this episode moonshine i can't believe you didn't do moonshine for this recording session that's gonna need its own special whatever and you'd make it in the bathtub surprise (laughs) (laughs) actually go ahead and our special thing that we'll be doing on thursday is normally we're not very sober for these (laughs) but this time nikki we're gonna have to be sober we're gonna be following the 18th amendment you know what i'm saying so just go ahead and put your bourbon down fine i'm just no fun fine You know what that means. What does it mean, Selena? It means we'll see you around the bend. Bye.